You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. In this podcast, I'm going to provide you with an overview of the book of Jeremiah. This year, 2019, Canyon Bible Church of Prescott is reading through the prophets together. So we finished Isaiah, and now it's time for Jeremiah. So in this overview, I'm going to say a few words about the author of the book, Jeremiah, the purpose of the book, and then some overall themes of the book. So hopefully this will help you kind of navigate as you spend the next couple of months reading through Jeremiah. First, the author. Jeremiah is the prophet, and actually the words are written by Baruch, the one who would, would take down the words that Jeremiah would give. So Jeremiah is the one credited with with giving these words. The words actually came from God himself. That's what Jeremiah was. He was a prophet passing on the word of God. And so Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. He prophesied in a time prior to and really during the fall of Jerusalem in 586 BC. Now the fall of Jerusalem would have taken place in a couple of different waves, but 586 is the traditional year that has been given for that. So Jeremiah prophesied before that fall of Jerusalem and and right in and around that time of Jerusalem and even some writings after that 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 fall. Jeremiah weeps because of the sin of God's people. And he weeps because of the discipline that comes at the hand of the Babylonian Empire, led by their famous king, Nebuchadnezzar. So Jeremiah is the weeping prophet. We'll read uh, later on in Lamentations about more of Jeremiah's weeping. His ministry lasted about 40 years. And we believe that he fled to Egypt during the Babylonian exile. So instead of going to in exile to Babylon, he went to Egypt, and it's possible that he was captured there in Egypt when Babylon invaded Egypt. So Babylon invaded Jerusalem at one point. That's famous. They also invaded Egypt as well. This was a man with a difficult life. Jeremiah was threatened, imprisoned, and more, persecuted. Add to that the grief that he felt as he watched the beloved people of God sin against their creator, And we understand why he's called the weeping prophet. Next, the purpose of the book. Jeremiah writes primarily to the southern kingdom of Judah, but he also writes to Israel. Jerusalem is the capital of that southern kingdom, and they're the city that's going to be disciplined. They're going to be besieged. They're going to be invaded by Babylon. So Jeremiah is writing to the people of Jerusalem, calling on them to repent of their sin. Specifically, one of the most prominent sins was their sin of idolatry. So citizens of Judah, Jerusalem, were mimicking the worldliness of their neighbors, all while claiming to be a religiously committed people, keeping the festivals, the feasts. Jeremiah knows better, and Yahweh knows better. He knows when his people are either all the way committed to him or playing around in the world Um, being lured by the world and also trying to go through the motions of their commitment to God. Yahweh knows this, and this is what the nation is doing to him. They're not fully committed to him. They are sinning against him. So in addition to addressing the nation about their sins, the prophet also warns the people of a coming discipline at the hand of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Finally, here are some things to look for in the book of Jeremiah. First, the sovereignty of God. 
God will use Nebuchadnezzar to lay siege on Jerusalem. God is in control of this discipline from start to finish. He prophesies about using Babylon in the future, and then he does it. He says how he's going to do it. And he prophesies about a future after the exile, a future day of restoration. It's as if, when you read Jeremiah, it's as if Yahweh is completely sovereign over this whole situation and all the parts of it. Well, we know that's because he actually is. He's the sovereign one. Another theme in Jeremiah is sin. The people of God commit spiritual adultery by going after their other lovers, the other nations and their idols. There are more sins that you'll see the people of God doing in Jeremiah, but idolatry is the primary one. So as you read through Jeremiah, like always, drag your heart through the text and ask the Holy Spirit to show you whether or not similar sins can be found inside of you. There are other themes like false prophets and Jeremiah's persecutions, but I want to make sure you don't miss the prophecies of a new covenant in Jeremiah. Probably the most famous prophecy about the new covenant, the prophecy regarding the new covenant, in all the Old Testament is found in Jeremiah 31. It's Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34. Let me read these verses to you. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them. I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. This passage shows the greater glory of the coming new covenant as opposed to the old covenant. Here, the Old Covenant is referring specifically to the covenant given to Moses or the Mosaic Covenant. It was the covenant given at Sinai, as the place that he brought them out to from the land of Egypt. He brought them into the wilderness. They were at Sinai. He gave them this covenant. In that Old Covenant, God committed himself to his people and he gave them the law. Think about the Ten Commandments. He gave them the law. They were to obey him. And if they did, it would lead to blessing. And if they didn't, it would lead to punishment or discipline. There was something, however, that the Old Covenant couldn't do. The Old Covenant could not change a person's heart. The Old Covenant was a series of laws that taught them about the holiness of God and what he expected of his people. But it was a covenant that was given from the outside of them that they had to adhere to. All the while knowing that they were looking for one that would come as the fulfillment of that holy law. That'd be the Messiah himself. So the old covenant in itself, in and of itself, could not change a heart. It was a law that kept the people obedient underneath it. It was a law or set of laws imposed from the outside, which the people were supposed to live under. In Jeremiah 31, Yahweh says that he'll give a new covenant one day. This covenant is one where God puts his law inside of them. Now think about this. The people had been failing God, disobeying, disobeying, disobeying. He brings them into judgment by the hand of the Babylonians. 
And isn't it gracious of God to say, listen, you haven't obeyed the old covenant. I'm going to give you a new one where I enable to you obey from the inside, from your heart outward. That's the graciousness of the new covenant. It says that he will write this covenant on their hearts. This covenant is one where people are going to obey from the inside out. Their hearts and their wills are going to be changed. Now, there'll be more about this new covenant later on in the prophet Ezekiel. But for the New Testament believer, we can appreciate the fact that when God saves us, he actually changes us from the inside out. He doesn't just save us from hell and his wrath. He changes our hearts to want to be like him and worship him and love him. We're changed at the heart level. This was prophesied in the 31st chapter of Jeremiah. So as you read through this book, meditate on sin. Meditate on the calls to repentance. There's a beautiful one early on in Jeremiah 3. Listen to how God speaks to his people who are wayward. Meditate on the promises of God for their future. Meditate on the beauty of the new covenant. Meditate on the sovereignty of God, even when life causes you to want to weep. I pray that the more you'll learn about your God in Jeremiah, the more you will come to love him and trust him in all that he says and all that he does. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.